Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Simply Wellness Podcast, where we talk about the things that aren't talked about enough. I'm your host, Vanna, and today we are going to be talking about noticing signs of narcissism. But before we get into that, I just want to say good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful day. It's a new day. As you can tell, the quality of the podcast is so much better. I ordered myself a new microphone and headset off of Amazon, and our podcast is slowly elevating into a better podcast. I have a good friend of mine who referred me to someone who is going to be making an intro and outro for the podcast. I'm just super excited. It's all coming together. The only problem right now is I record my podcast from my dorm. So there's a lot of background noise, there's a lot of people shutting their doors, or you can hear people talking. I try my best to edit that out, but we're getting there. We're getting there. So let's let's get into our topic today. What exactly is narcissism or what is narcissistic personality disorder, also known as NPD? A lot of people, including myself, we use it as a catchphrase and we throw it around to someone who we consider to be self-absorbed, which is true. But NPD, in my opinion, is a person who has made their importance to this high standard. They've set the bar so high for themselves, but behind that mask of extreme confidence they may have is a person who has low self-esteem. They are considered fragile. They're vulnerable to the slightest bit of criticism you give them. They are regarded as self-centered. They tend to lack empathy and they are very entitled. And anyone can be a narcissist. It could be your parents, your friends, your boss, your co-workers. It could be your cousins. It could even be you and you don't know the signs. But personal story, my mom was married to this man and um, he showed a lot of the signs of narcissistic abusive behavior. He was always in need of control. He had this difficulty with attachment and dependency. He always demanded respect from my mom and gave none in return whatsoever. And he was ultimately afraid of being alone. Now, I was in a relationship and I know I compare a lot of my stories to, or a lot of the topics to relationships, but you know, it applies. (laughs) But The person I was with, he had the same thing. He always needed control of the conversation, the situation. He had a difficulty with attachment and dependency. He demanded respect from me, wanting me to give him this respect, even though he made me feel like a terrible person for no reason. And he always told me, you know, I'm afraid I'm not good enough, or I'm afraid that no one will love me, and I'm over here in the corner basically waving my arms. I'm over here. I love you this much. Why can't you see that? I I wanted to shake him. But going into depth of the signs and what these people had, it was they had a sense of entitlement and it required constant excessive admiration. You always had to, I always had to at least, give him a compliment or tell him, you know, it's going to be okay, just validating that reassurance constantly. He was very insecure with himself. And they always expect special favors. With my mom's situation, he always expected dinner to be on the table, he expected the house to be cleaned, and if it wasn't taken care of, he would always abuse. He always resorted to abuse for her. They take advantage of others to get what they want. And going back and forth, you know, to my situation, I felt like I was taken advantage of so that he could have that satisfaction of 
unconditioned love. And it was the worst feeling in the world. They always feel depressed and moody because they fall short of perfection. They feel like, maybe I'm not good enough, or very insecure, their body image, etc. Except they express it in this manipulative behavior that is so toxic. And you know it's toxic, but you feed into it and you can't help it. They bully, demand, and intimidate others. I felt so intimidated every time I were to have a conversation with him. I was always on edge, my stomach was in knots, and it wasn't the good butterfly feelings like, I love you. It was always, oh god, please don't say the wrong thing to make him pissed off and make him resort to not talking to me. Because I wanted his attention. I wanted him to be present and be there. Same with my mom. She was abused. He demanded that there was dinner on the table, the house was cleaned, everything was taken care of, demanded to have a housewife, and he intimidated her. He was a 6'4 tall dude, and my mom being, you know, the short thing she is, it's very intimidating, and we get vulnerable. And I notice that they always give backhanded compliments. I know someone else outside of relationships who's always like that top looks really good on you but if you lost some weight it would look better those are backhanded compliments and it makes you feel good in the moment until they say that negative thing that puts you down in this slump and it makes you want to crawl inside a hole and die another one is they manipulate your feelings i definitely felt like in that situation i was in that whole relationship i was manipulated I was used, my feelings were always back and forth, like, this isn't right, something isn't right here, but I can't put my finger on it. And in the end, I ended up getting hurt, and I was in denial. And another one is they always come off arrogant, cocky, like, they know what they're talking about all the time, that they're always right, and it pisses me off 100%. You know, they're not open to, okay, well, one person has this opinion, another has this. No, they're a one-way street. You can't negotiate with them. You can't do anything about it in that moment unless you know how to handle a narcissist. Now, a lot of narcissists break out in what's called a narcissistic rage. It's this outburst of anger and aggression, and it leads to resentment and neglect. And they cannot stand rejection. Oh, let me tell you. They cannot stand it at all because it makes their ego go down. It puts them down in the ground, puts them in their place where they should be. But nine times out of ten, to come back from rejection, they break out in rage, in anger, in aggression. And they don't know how to handle their emotions right or correctly. Their brain is wired to where they don't know what healthy communication is, what healthy interpersonal communication can be. And to sum up everything I just said, these are signs you can find in anyone, especially relationships, and say, these are narcissistic behavior signs. And what can I do about it? But how to deal with a narcissist? For example, if you're in a relationship or it's with a family member, Do not, and I say this with 100% certainty, do not idolize them. You will get hurt in the end. And when you've set the bar so high, they have already set the bar so high for themselves that you're just giving them that extra ego boost, that extra confidence in themselves, 
and you're helping their insecurity and they are getting exactly what they want out of you. Another way to deal with a narcissist is clearly communicate how their actions affect you. Now, this can go one of two ways. When you communicate how their actions affect you personally and internally and emotionally, either they will understand and they say they will work on it, or they will basically say, fuck you and start to blame shift, making it all your fault that you're the problem, not them. And that just gives you an indication of what you need to do from there, you know? Another one is set clear boundaries. Set your boundaries. Make it clear to them what you expect, what is necessary, what is required of this relationship to work. Even with family members. Obviously, if you care about the person and you can't get rid of them, they're your family. Set your boundaries in a respectful way to where if you want to salvage that relationship, it can be salvaged. But if you want to say fuck you to them too, all for it. Go for it. Don't internalize the hurtful comments that they make towards you. They pick all your weaknesses and they put them together and they throw them at you to put you down and make them inferior. Call them out on their bullshit when they do that. Call them out. You can do that in a respectful way too. Be like, listen, you are being very disrespectful towards me right now. This is the type of person you want to be. I'm out. Cut them off. That's another one. Just cut them off. And I know it's easier said than done, but you don't want to reach to that breaking point where you've had enough and all your emotions have flooded over and you're overwhelmed and then you cut them off and then you end up being hurt because you have all these emotions building up inside of you and you don't know how to release them in a healthy way. So notice the signs beforehand and try your best to cut them off before it's too late. Now, if you're in a relationship, a lot of people ask, does a narcissist really love you? do they? I don't think they do love you. In a way, sure, they do. But their goal is what can you give them in return that's going to benefit them in the long run? What is it? Is it an ego boost? Is it money? Is it sex? Is it something that's going to make them feel good about themselves in the moment? And that is called a conditional love. Now, conditional love on the receiving end can most likely put you in this pain and depression. It's selfish, completely selfish. And that's the kind of love that my mom and myself were in. We were in this conditional love and there can be sometimes jealousy. You have these expectations that aren't even met, but you push them away because of this intense love that they've created and you crave it like love bombing in the beginning of a relationship a lot of times a narcissist will come off with love bombing make you feel special and important and you reach this high all of your happy chemicals in your brain are going crazy because of this and then eventually it turns into noticing these little toxic signs like you made plans with your friends for example and you pushed it away. You didn't follow through because your relationship is to the point where you put that first and you don't put your needs first and you think it's okay. Your person have has made you feel like, you know, it's okay because we have this going on this day so you can't go. They dictate what you're going to do with your life and that is not okay. 
it's not. Understanding these signs in someone will help you know that the universe is trying to send you a message, that this isn't your person, or you need to set the boundaries and communicate to salvage this relationship that you have going on. But nine times out of ten, it's most likely the universe trying to tell you you need there's something better out there for you. This isn't your person, this isn't who you're meant to be with, and notice the signs. A quote that I found really helpful to those who are going through this, same situation, I wish I had this quote when I was in this position, but real love is unconditional. Any love with limitations is as fraudulent as the person placing them. Now really think about that. Any love with limitations is as fraudulent as the person placing them. That person is a fraud. He's stealing your time, your energy, or she, your affection, your communication, your everything. They're draining you. The damage of a narcissist can, what they can do is to make you feel like you have lost your self-worth. And I cannot emphasize that enough because so many people feel like I'm unworthy of love. And to deal with that, a lot of the times we need to change our perspective like in a previous episode I did go back and listen to that now how to deal with a family member who comes off narcissistic or is a narcissist I wanted to touch on that a little bit because there's so many people who are in that situation and not relationships or maybe both what I have learned is I have learned to avoid confrontation at all costs with a family member almost avoiding them and it's like a fight-or-flight mode you know when their narcissistic rage is going to come out. You know when they are going to make you feel damaged about your emotions and who you are as a person. And that's when you avoid that confrontation. You say, listen, I need to go to the bathroom. Or, hey, I have this to do. Just try to redirect the whole situation. That way you avoid that confrontation. Another one is focus on your choices and focus on theirs. What choices do they make? Observe them. Watch them. What triggers them to make them come off in their emotionally abusive way? Now, that's your fight mode. You are observing their every tactics they make, observing the way they walk, the way they talk. What is going to trigger them to cause conflict? And an obvious one is counseling or therapy. Now, some people out there are probably like, well, I've already tried counseling and therapy. It really depends on who your therapist is and if you guys have a good communication and relationship set. Because having the right therapist to know who you are and to help you set these boundaries and to help you redirect and understand that fight or flight mode is what's really going to help you grow your self-worth. Let's say you're finally out of that shitty situation of the narcissistic abuse, either relationship, family member, coworker, job, whatever, whatever it may be. How do you gain back your self-worth? How do you gain back that confidence you once had? Now you have all these intriguing thoughts that are obsessive, they're negative, and you don't think like you used to. You're not positive. You're not expressing yourself in the way that would make you happy. One thing to do is practice mindfulness. 
be mindful of who you are you know who you who do you surround yourself with and give you that positivity that you need in your everyday life now move your body more I'm not saying go do a full body workout. No, I'm saying if you need to, if you feel that anxiety and stress, try to be present in the moment for for a little bit. Try to go on a walk. Try to be in touch with your inner self. Put on some headphones and go for that walk and notice your surroundings and try to practice your breathing, breathing tactics. I'm going to do an episode eventually on breathing exercises and how it can help reduce anxiety and depression, but it really, truly helps you calm down your nerves, you're getting more oxygen to your brain and your body, and you're able to think more clearly. And give yourself some credit. You know, I saw a TikTok about where this person, she put a picture of her younger self and stuck it on her bathroom mirror, and every time she would think all these negative thoughts or comments were true about her of what she's been through, she would look at that picture and think to herself, I'm talking to that little girl too. I'm talking about her because that's what I used to be. That's who I am still. And that little girl doesn't deserve that. She shifted her perspective to get her out of that negative, toxic space of what she used to be in. And another one is practice forgiveness. Acknowledge your emotions. And some people maybe out there and they're like, well, you know, fuck that person. Yeah, fuck that person. But just, it's okay to resent someone. But you need to understand and forgive what they have done. So practice forgiveness, acknowledge your emotions, and work to release them. Take it as a learning opportunity and start being mindful of the people you surround yourself with. If there is a pattern there of this narcissistic behavior, then what needs to change? What can you do to make it to where you don't become that magnet and attract these people? Try dating yourself for a while. Journaling. Journaling is good therapy because it allows us to move forward by expressing and letting go of these feelings that have been involved. If you do journal, I'm going to do a journal prompt of the day, If you have an emotional abuser or that narcissistic person in your life, or even if it was previous, write it all down. How were you feeling? What were the conversations that occurred? What was said? What was the situation? I found in an article that a social worker named Jillian Williams says if you were able to write all of this crap down, able to write down what happened, etc., Anytime you feel that you are about to doubt yourself, you can look back and be reminded of what used to be and how you are taking the necessary steps to regain your self-worth. I believe that 100%. Now a little recap of what we talked about. We talked about narcissistic personality disorder, what it is, noticing the signs and how to call to action. We talked about relationships and love and in family situations. And we talked about mindfulness and how to take the steps to heal. If you want to see updates on the show, follow the Instagram at Simply Wellness Podcast. I will be doing a poll for the next week and feel free to leave a review. It helps me know what I can do to improve on the show to make this podcast bring value into your life. And that is concludes our topic today. So thank you so much for listening and taking the time out of your day just to be here. I really hope that you follow that journal prompt and you 
stay in touch with your emotions because it's very important. And notice the signs. Notice the people you surround yourself with. 